Hello, beautiful, and welcome to the Be the Change in Your Marriage podcast, where I help mamas find joyful connection to the love of their lives themselves and empower them to totally revitalize or reevaluate their marriages. Now, given that your 14 year old is spending his math class playing Call of Duty mobile, and your mother-in-law is dropping less than subtle hints that her son deserves a wife who cooks more frequently, you definitely have enough on your plate without stressing over fake problems that really don't require your attention. It is such a breath of fresh air to let go, so I invite you to declutter from your brain the following three non-problems. Fake problem number one, we have nothing in common. This is not actually a problem. It's really more of an excuse to justify detaching if you want to for other reasons. When you're happy and you feel a warm glow of goodwill toward your man, he's an ideal compliment to you and your differences ain't no thing but a chicken wing. When you're annoyed as fondue at him, you're incompatible. Have you noticed this? You really just need to let go of doing any kind of evaluating of your relationship when you're in a bad mood and just try to quiet your mind until it passes. My very favorite show is called The Midwife on PBS and Netflix. It takes place in the slums of London, mid-20th century, and features a wonderful ensemble of midwives and nuns and rotating colorful characters according to the diverse laboring moms they're serving. Check it out! I bring it up because in the very first episode, you find a lovely Latina woman pregnant with her 20-somethingth baby. She only speaks Spanish, and her British husband doesn't speak a word of it, but they clearly adore each other. I mean, with that many kids, something's going on. But in the show, you can see in her face that she's loving it. She's just vibing with him, and he's vibing with her. Yes, it's fiction, though it is based on the actual memoirs of one of the midwives. But it is such a lovely illustration of the fact that all you really need is to like each other. You really can let go of comparing your relationship to some imagined ideal and just enjoy what you've got. Fake problem number two. In order to be authentic and transparent, I need to tell him everything that's on my mind. You don't. And when you feel triggered, often the best and most compassionate course is to breathe through it and keep your mind and your mouth as quiet as possible until the negative emotion has passed. It's okay to let go of the offending thought and distract yourself with something more enjoyable. When you feel more centered, consider whether your annoyance that he just brought home another 12-pack of Mountain Dew and your desire to call him a 14-year-old is really necessary or helpful to mention. If it was just your temporary irritation, how is that your authentic self? Isn't it more authentic to operate from your decision and your commitment to hold him in a loving space of warm affinity? Yes, Summer, but won't resentments build up if I don't express them? Only if you hold on to them. It's really your choice whether you want to do so. As relationship expert George Pransky has written, quote, benign neglect or intentionally overlooking a thought will often have positive effects on a relationship. Once you drop your ill will, 
your mate will feel more secure and will be likely to correct the conditions that concern you. Benign neglect can free your mate from the pressure your dissatisfaction places on his or her ego. If you feel compelled to comment on another person's behavior, wait until you have a positive attitude and feelings of warmth and respect toward that person, end quote. It really can be that simple. Philosopher C. Terry Warner, who I love, once wisely wrote, quote, when we criticize people, their consciences console them. When we love them, their consciences indict them, end quote. Love that. Check out my last episode, Three Magic Questions, for several examples of husbands who magically stopped the annoying behavior shortly after the wife stopped making a thing out of it. Of course there are exceptions. If you're wondering if the thing on your mind would benefit from being dropped or if you need to talk about it, I'd be happy to get on a call with you to help you sort it out. DM at be the change in your marriage on Instagram. Now, fake problem number three. We need to talk through our problems to resolve them. Hours upon hours of ineffective couples counseling has borne out that focusing on and hashing out problems tends to lead to negativity, stress, depression, and more intense problems. And amazingly, couples that let go of the sticky stuff and just focus on enjoying one another are often taken aback by how happy they find themselves and the issues they thought had to be discussed find a way of resolving themselves. In George Pransky's book, Divorce is Not the Answer, a friend who had been deeply impressed by how effortlessly Bill and Wendy got along in their 15-year marriage asked them some questions. Interviewer. Shouldn't you be able to talk about anything in your marriage? I assumed a couple with a good marriage could talk about anything. Bill. We have learned from experience that we do better not talking about sensitive subjects when we're upset. Interviewer. But isn't it important in a marriage to be able to discuss sensitive subjects? Bill, let me put it this way. I'm an engineer. If you study any blueprint of a building, you can always see weak points in the structure. These points might be more than strong enough to keep the building up, but they are definitely the weakest points in the structure and you wouldn't want to put extra pressure on them. In fact, you would put as little pressure on them as possible. These points wouldn't hurt the general structure of the building unless you put undue stress on them. I think talking about sensitive areas when you're in a low state of mind puts unnecessary stress on the structure of a relationship. If we pile on enough stress, the relationship might collapse even though it's 90% sound. Interviewer. I understand you don't tackle issues head on. What I don't understand is how you expect an issue to resolve itself if you don't focus on it. Wendy. When we back off an issue, we put it out of our minds, and somehow it looks different the next time we think about it. Bill, my thinking has been changing too, as Wendy and I feel closer to each other. The issue seems less important. And George Pransky adds, quote, There always comes a time when an issue becomes easy to talk about. Every situation gets ripe. When you think or talk about an issue and your feeling of well-being drops, you should back away from it. A low mood will handicap your thinking and increase your susceptibility to emotional reactions, end quote. Perhaps it's over-optimistic to say that an issue always becomes easy to talk about, 
but I can definitely get behind the idea of dialing back the fear-driven need to control outcomes and trusting your intuition when it comes to sensitive issues with the goal of loving and effective interactions. I like the phrase about the situation becoming ripe. I've experienced that. Look, every relationship is different and everyone has to do what works for them. Sometimes it's really hard to sort out your motivations and find the best way forward. But I do know that the feeling of loving someone is the best feeling in the world, even better than the feeling of being loved. And it's a feeling worth cultivating and preserving regardless of your marriage's ultimate destiny. If you can trade resentment for compassion and criticism for enjoyment, and if in that atmosphere of loving kindness and goodwill the problems have a way of resolving themselves, why not go for it? Genuine compassion has a far different flavor from fear-based efforts to please, and it's a condition to aspire to. I'll conclude with a quote by the great Aretha Franklin on giving people the benefit of the doubt. Quote, You cannot define a person on just one thing. You can't just forget all these wonderful and good things that a person has done because one thing didn't come off the way you thought it should come off. End quote. You deserve all the love and happiness you can hold. Till next time. Bye.